Welcome to the podcast where we unveil a story that you likely have never heard. Hence the title of this podcast, A Story You Haven't Heard. Tales come to you by way of the Northern California Water Association. Our good friends hope to enlighten and inspire you with stories that may just give you a different perspective of the various people and industries doing some great work to help those who may need it the most. Today's story is titled, The Designer with a New Plot in Life. And now, a story you haven't heard. Ralph was one of those astute types. He could see a problem and know the answer could be drawn up by simply using a drafting pencil. He wasn't abstract like a Pablo Picasso. Ralph was more practical than that. He wanted to compose objects that would be as simple as they were useful. His calling, that would one day no longer be his calling, was coming into form while nose deep into those seemingly backbreaking 50-pound textbooks at the University of California, Berkeley. It was underneath the famed Campanelli clock tower that Ralph found himself confident he would soon be an engineer just like his brothers. Only, he didn't yet realize that he wouldn't stay one for long. With a degree so fresh the ink hadn't even dried yet, Ralph landed 150 miles north of the East Bay in a place known as Butte County. It would still be a century before the modern-day Highway 99 would allow electric-powered cars and semi-trucks the size of houses to pass through the farm fields. But in Ralph's time, there were mostly gravel trails that connected the rural towns of Northern California. It was a riddle Ralph would be asked to help solve. Using the knowledge he gained by sitting in lecture halls and devouring books in the Berkeley Library, Ralph was asked to lay out a better route for ranchers and farmers delivering cattle and wheat. The main artery to Chico was a road called the Midway. And ironically enough, it only stretched midway to the desired destination of many. With his drafting pencil in hand, Ralph drew up a solution that would cut hours off of delivery times. Seemingly with his dream job in front of him, Ralph had no idea that this two-lane strip of roadway would wind up setting him on an entirely new path. As trucks, tractors, and cars took to the bypass for the first time, a rumor began to swirl. The Leland Stanford trustees, well, they were looking to sell their 17,000-acre Durham ranch along that very same strip of concrete. Ralph had an inside track on the gossip. See, his brother-in-law just so happened to be the ranch manager on that very farm. There was just one problem. Ralph wasn't a farmer. Yeah, he was an engineer, but he was good with his hands, so it seemed that tiny detail would somehow pencil out. And soon enough, a portion of that land was his. Ralph quickly discovered a thick adobe clay spanned the property, which meant this land was prime for something other than cattle. The unique soil combination was a perfect recipe for rice, but it wasn't without its problems. In a state that is no stranger to prolonged droughts, Ralph wanted to make sure he used whatever water he had as efficiently as he could. He became fixated on constructing the best irrigation system in the Sacramento Valley. It can't be that much different than a roadway, he thought. Using gravity and leveling the clay at precise angles, Ralph crafted a sprawling web of water that reached every bend, edge, and corner of his fields. Ralph Gorrell never knew the meaning of doing something halfway. In fact, he built his labyrinth of pipes so well, the family still uses that same irrigation system to this day. Whether he knew it or not, 
that need to quench the thirst of his rice, well, without wasteful water, that would set the Goral family on a tradition of conservation for decades to come. When he passed away in 1964, his daughters Sally, Jane, and Anne took over the farm. For some families, another generation of non-traditional farmers would mean it's time to sell. But this is the Goral family. Solving problems and defying the norm is in their blood. Throughout their reign on the family ranch, the sisters turned their attention up to the sky and down below the surface. First, helping to create a comfortable place to rest for birds along the Pacific Flyway with their rice fields, and then to help their underwater friends in Butte Creek. Their timing couldn't have been any better. In the late 90s, the Chinook salmon were disappearing at an alarming rate. The family had flourished thanks to Butte Creek. Now, they knew its made inhabitants needed a hand. Joining other neighbors, many along the same midway trail that Ralph once helped design, this coalition dove headfirst into a massive restoration project. They retrofitted dams and screens to protect fish from entering irrigation systems. Then, the group built fish ladders to help the fish swim upstream throughout the summer and winter months. Because of it, today, more than 10,000 fish make their way through each spring. Statewide, California salmon are still in a bit of trouble. But the Goros believe it's a problem that can be solved. It's hard to deny their optimism with a family tradition of problem-solving and helping native species now a century old. They're simply staying the course. And as they've proven time and time again, they certainly aren't afraid to drop a solution to a problem when they're called upon. And that's a story you haven't heard.